sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Oh, today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. My name, oh, it's 32222. My name is Joe Batanz and I am the host a show called This Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about going to Disneyland, apparently, dramas, stunt shows, shenanigans, it all happens right here, and it's only one place, This Joe Batanz, right here, on Afterthought Media. Said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Tance, and this is a show called Joe Tance. And I, the personal journal. If you're new to the show, and I, it's pretty obvious to be. I think it's pretty mundane, but I think people seem to like it. Even though one of the things we're going to talk about, I, we have a couple topics to, to talk about today. One, I emailed Jonathan. Spoiler alert: He has not emailed me back, but we'll talk about how we got there. Uh, two, I went to Disney, well, I went to Disney's California Adventure yesterday. We'll talk about that. But one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, every day, every morning, there's a new habit that, uh, Aiden and I have where we do a check-in. Okay. We do a check-in. In fact, I'll even do the check-in with you. You'll hear what it's like, even though we do it with each other. I saw it on Instagram a few weeks ago, and I saved it, and now we do our a morning check-in. Where we, where, what's funny is, I don't think I've ever told him this, when I saw it, it was meant for parents to do with their children. I didn't want to tell him that, though. But I thought it was still good for us, and so we do it every day. And uh, it's, it's five questions, five rituals that you follow every morning, and um, and to help you get on the path to a good day. And the first one is, what are you most, oh, you, you answer one good morning question. So it could be, what are you most excited about today? What is one goal you have for today? And how do you want to feel today? And uh, I'll answer this right now. Um, what am, I'll, I'll do, what is one goal I have for today? One goal I have for today, because this is pretty much a day off, is I want to get all the little nagging little chores I've been putting off because I've been busy with other things. I want to get those done today. Like, for instance, the little sticker that goes in the back of my driver's license to show my car is registered. I have the sticker. I registered for my car like two months ago. I've had the sticker since then. I have not put it on my license plate yet. So I want to do that today because, you know, if a cop pulls you over and he's and he like, oh, no, no, I have the sticker, then he'll find some other reason to uh, give you a ticket. So I just want to get that done. Okay. Uh, so that's my one goal today is get little tasks like that done. Now, next, everyone talks about their rose, thorn, and bud. Okay. So then we do this. And so rose, something that is going well for you. And something that's going well is I've, I've seemed to be in a good groove of work life balance. I've, it's taken me. Since the hiatus, uh, you know, 11 weeks to get there. No, probably about eight, nine to 10. But I finally have a good groove of work life balance. And, um, 
we've got in that group. That's, that's something that's going well. Thorn, something that isn't going well is worrying you. There seems to be something in the zeitgeist, in the afterthought zeitgeist, where a lot of our more prominent afterthoughts are kind of upset, you know? Uh, for those of you who are exclusive to here, I, 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 or maybe the expensive, I mentioned that State of Brie, State of Brie mentioned somewhere on the Discord that she was, uh, now on Basic Plus. So that's, that's weird because she's been one of the most hardcore afterthoughts. So I contacted State of Brie after I wrote that in the expensive tier. I'm like, I can just, t- I can just text her. I have her number. And I talked to her and, and I don't know if she wants it shared on here, but she shared me what's going on. It's nothing too dramatic. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but I will say for the important, this is not a financial reason. She was upset about something. Okay. And we talked it out and I don't know where she stands now, but we had a good conversation. And then, um, you know, as we know, there've been other afterthoughts who are a little upset. I will say, um, some of, I really, this goes to a different topic. Side topic is how I don't even feel safe in my own network anymore to talk freely. So I've actually, to- now it's to the point where now I message afterthoughts privately. Like, I've now been like, well, I want to talk about this. I don't know anyone to talk about. So I just like messaged Jordan Darling. I, I, Jordan Darling is now to the point where like, he's the only person I trust, you know? Um, so I message people privately. I do wish I had an area where I could feel safe to express my feelings, uh, about certain things. And I just feel now that I can't. So I, I, I'm, I guess I could talk to Aiden about it. Um, so, uh, so now I just, I just laugh. I, I like, there are jokes that I want to say that are so funny that, um, <clears throat> like, I maybe I could tell you this joke, you know, I don't think the joke was that bad. Cause I actually almost put it on the discord, but then I, I thought better of it and I didn't. So I just, I, I wanted to tell the joke though. So I messaged it to Jordan Darling. The joke was, uh, let me see here. I, we, we talked a lot. So I got to go all the way to the beginning of the conversation. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Um, oh, it, it was. <laughs> Lauren S was on um You Better Work and she was talking about how uh now her job is making her track her hours and uh and what she does during the day and that she can't take it and she hates it. And so I texted Jordan this is how the conversation started. I texted Jordan and I wrote, The asshole in me wants to DM Lauren S and tell her that if she wants to stay part of Afterthought, she needs to start tracking which shows she listens to and for how long. And, um, uh, that's what started the conversation, but I don't feel safe to tell those jokes anymore. Like if I'm being honest, like there's a, a topic of conversation about another cop comment that I held back on Aiden talk. Actually, I, what's so funny is I had written the comment. I had written the comment to something someone had said and, uh, Aiden happened to call right before I press send, you know? 
Aiden happened to call me before I pressed send. I go, oh, you caught me. I was going to write to this person and comment this. And he goes, do not send that. And I was like, oh. He goes, just leave it. Let it be. Just leave him alone. And I was like, okay. And I didn't. But And I would love to talk about that here. I would love to. But I feel like I can't. I really do. So, and I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. I'm the one with a microphone. So I have to, you know. With great power comes great responsibility, I suppose. So, anyway, it just seems like their afterthoughts, the afterthoughts are upset. I don't think it's necessarily just me. I think it's something in the zeitgeist. I think maybe it's exhaustion from drag race. It, there's just something in the air where people are frustrated. Uh, and so... It's even leech, it's leeching into the things that they enjoy the most. You know, you know, one of the things that, uh, Brie told me was that the Discord was getting too stressful for her. And so she had to, to disconnect because Afterthought was getting too stressful. And I told her that that made me sad because to me, Afterthought should be where you go because you are stressed and to relieve that stress. So if Afterthought is making you stressed out, that makes me sad. You know, same thing with Lauren S. And, and Librarian. If they're getting stressed out because of Afterthought, that's not good. In fact, to be honest with you, little bit of tea here. I already messaged Taylor today. And I think Taylor knows uh, uh, what's coming. Because <laughs> I wrote to Taylor. I said, hey, you're back from your vacation, right? And he was like, yeah, I'm back at work. And I go... Okay, uh, I know you're probably swamped. Uh, when you get your head out of there, can, I want to schedule a conversation. And I think when you, anyone says, I want to schedule a conversation, uh, they know what's coming. But I'm going to have a ba basically the same conversation. Because, so, to recap, um, maybe I can pull it up, actually. Does, Pod is my, does anybody know if Pod is my co-pilot has a website where I can play their shows from? I don't think they do, actually. Actually, I don't think that they do. But let's see here. Um, let's see here. Um, Pod is my co-pilot. Because I want to play the moment. I want to analyze it with you. Because it's not as clear cut as you guys might think. Um, okay, thank you, Humble Pie. Um, and so it's not as it's not as clear cut uh as you guys might think. So uh, we're going to go over to the moment that Deckhead pointed out to. So leading up to that, uh, Taylor's talking about how, you know, job stuff and, you know, how if he worked as many hours as he did at um, his current job, he'd be making a ton of money, you know, if he worked private practice, you know. And so then Rodan chimes in. So I'm going to just, I, I went a little bit early because I don't know how these things relate. So, and then you'll hear it. Cause it's actually what Rodan says. It's a very, very short thing. Cause they don't actually don't talk about drag race recap that much. So it's very short. Here we go. Work and what I do and the people above me. And, and I just, I don't know. I just think about it sometimes. And so I, I have friends that do uh, better help as providers. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of other ones too that I could sign up with. And I'm getting, since I went to this conference, I've started getting phone calls from one of them. I think it's called Alma. Um, so obviously they sold my name, <laughs> the Mental right, Health yeah. Counselor Association. So, and he keeps calling and saying, I'm going to call you Friday afternoon. And I see the number and I just don't pick up. But so one of these times I probably will pick up and just kind of hear what they yeah. have to say. 
Well, you know, if you were to channel all the energy you put into RuPaul, you could probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that kind of like bitchy, but I, I, I just say, damn, Rodan. <laughs> no, that you know, you do have a second job right now, right? Which is, you know. Well, podcasting. it's podcasting. And I mean, yeah. this between, between Drag Race Recap, which is only, I would like to say it's only three months out of the year, but if she keeps fucking not eliminating people, it's going to be another eight months before this fucking show is over. I want to reiterate this, and I will tell this to Taylor. Uh, and I'm not saying this in a mean way. I'm really not saying this in a mean way. I really, cause I, cause here's why I'm not saying it in a mean way. If I thought it was fake, I would be cunty. And I, but I don't, I truly don't think it's fake. I truly, truly do not think it's fake. I think it's real. Okay. I think RuPaul's Drag Race really stresses Taylor out. Okay. And I think the problem is, you know, as my, as a friend, that worries me because this is a fucking hobby. This is a hobby. All right. Um, essentially. Oh, I just dropped something. Okay. It's a hobby. And so if it is stressing you out, then you should stop. Okay. Also, these are the nice parts. You know, and I'm going to pay Taylor a compliment. I will say that, first of all, Taylor's very good on the air. You know, we have a very good chemistry, blah, 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 blah. You know? But, uh, I think, God, how do I put this? So, like, and he did an amazing thing for which I will always be grateful for, which is, you know, when when, when Daniel left, he and I both uh had to like carry now I had to carry the burden of it because he didn't want to. You know, it's a whole other thing. But I don't care. That's fine. But like he stuck around and he stuck around I think at times when he didn't want to because I really truly didn't have anybody else. You know, a good example is uh when he got cancer. You know, when he got cancer, like think about season ten. I had to go to Evan. Like I had no one else except for Evan. You know? And so he was there for that, you know, and I think then he felt this. maybe that guilt is residual guilt that he feels if he leaves, that he's leaving me, he's leaving me in, in, uh, you know, in a bind. I'm going to have to tell him conversation, conversation with him and tell him that's not going to be the case anymore. The case is no longer that if he leaves or steps away or changes his role. Um. If he changes his role, that um, he that, that that afterthought will suffer. It won't. And I don't want Taylor to go away forever. By the way, I just don't think the way that we're doing season fourteen. I don't think I think this is season. Yeah, I think this is the last season that we're doing it like this. So I'm going to offer him a number of things. I'm going to offer him a number of choices. Okay. Uh, choice number one is that he just takes a couple of two or three years off, you know, in the meanwhile, though, in the meanwhile, not truly take it off, taking it off from the live shows 
in the meanwhile, I have dreams of doing season one, season two. Uh, I want to redo season 10, uh, you know, but see, do season one, season two. We have to finish up season four, but we'll do that this year. They, they, you know, it's so a one year we do season one. Maybe one year we do season one and two. Who knows? We spread it out, but it's on his schedule when he wants to do it. It's not going to start. Some, we don't have to do it Saturday morning, you know. And uh, that's going to be one option. Another option is that he just transitions over to Drag Race UK. And that he just does Drag Race UK or Canada. Maybe Canada might be a good one. Um, and that, cause those episodes drop during the week. I think a big part of the stress is Taylor doesn't like doing the show on the weekends. Um, I don't think he likes doing the show versus the weekends. Everyone's made a good point. Yes, I think he would like a shorter season and those seasons are shorter. So they're shorter seasons. They're during the week. It's not as big of an issue if we don't get it right away. I think I think the flagship show is the only one that really has that time, you know, uh, element to it that you need ASAP. Or we just go to a rotating chair for the flagship show or maybe a combination, you know. But I think it has to change because on the on the on the cunty side. Okay, on the cunty side, I will say, and I'm like all of you, Trotsaway says Jay wasn't great on the last episode. It's funny that you say that. I'm actually going to use Jay as an example when I talk to Taylor about how there'll be no hard feelings if he leaves. That Jay left the show for the same reason. I mean, he left after Buzz TV for the same reason. And I've I've told Jay many, 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 many times. The second he wants to be a full-time afterthought, he's the employee number one, right? But he doesn't want to. Jay does not want to do – he he's fine with covering here and there for Taylor, but he does not want to do a full season. That's why Jay's been on no full season, right? He does not want to do a full season. And I think the only reason he does the T is because it's every other week. If it was every week, he wouldn't do it, Okay. So he doesn't want to be really tied down that much. And 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 he told me that after Buzz, he he started to hate the show. That's why he want he didn't want to do drag race anymore. So um but and so anyway, but I will say, and I'm like you on this. Luke and Zach have it harder than Taylor. Okay? Like Luke and Zach have like they have to work like it's like a a coordinated effort like luke has to write the show has to do the outline as the show's airing the whole thing and get it out and then zach has to like basically uh grab the sheet from from luke and write a script out of it in a certain amount of time and you know and they have to give up so much to write these scripts and they don't get paid anywhere near what taylor gets made and all taylor has to do is Watched a show with his husband casually on Friday night. And then on Saturday mornings, after he has his coffee and he's done for a walk at 9.30. Like, I did the show at 9.30 or 10 this past weekend. I'm like, oh, my God, this is nice, right? 9.30 for two hours. All he has to do is talk about the show. And then he turns off the mic and never thinks about it again. 
So for two hours, and he makes it seem like it is the biggest martyr thing that I've ever seen. Now, low key, this is where I'm putting my trust in y'all. Low key, this is not a thing that's only on Afterthought. This was, you know, low key among friends. This has always been sort of the chatter about Taylor at Pride 48. Like when Taylor was on the board for Pride 48, Adam would talk to me about how when they were planning the Pride 48 event, um, pretty much the only thing Taylor would agree to do in terms of organizing the event was sit at the table and greet people as they walked in. That's the only thing they could get them to agree to do. And she was like, they're like, okay, fine, right? And the weeks leading up to the Pride 48 and Pride 48 and after was like, oh my God, oh my God, it was so hard. I can't, I don't know if I could, they, they quit the board. Taylor quit the board because it was too hard. And all he had to do for the Pride 48 event was sit at a table and say hi to people as they walked in. So Taylor being the martyr is already a known thing. You know, it's a known thing. So I actually think that's the thing, too, is I don't even think Taylor really feels this way. Oh, so another thing that I took away from that but pod is my co-pilot thing, because you might think, well, Taylor didn't really say anything that bad to uh, to, to when, when, when Rodan said that. And you're right. He didn't. Right. But if you think about it, why would Rodan even bring that up or go there? And the way they were reacting was like, oh, this is a conversation they've all had in private about how hard Drag Race Recap is and probably what a monster I am for making Taylor do it every Saturday morning and blah, 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 blah. And I want to reiterate again, and I want to state this for the record, and I will tell Taylor this. And anyone's welcome to Google this, right? If you don't believe me. Podcasts. Do not make money. Podcasters do not get paid. Okay. This is a weird unicorn that this has happened. Okay. So. And also, and I've said this before, and I've had this talk with Taylor in private. And I, and I try and tell myself this too. And I think it's actually changed my outlook on the show. You know, which is, it's not we have to do a show about RuPaul's Drag Race. Is we get to do a show about RuPaul's Drag Race. I would I told this story a million times. I was floored. I was gobsmacked when I did that interviews for some other podcast, and I casually mentioned that there. Were, oh no, no, wasn't that it was when I was interviewing these other podcasters. Or maybe being an afterthought, but they told me no. And one of the reason, one of the reasons I think I said no was one of them was super offended, super offended. Cause he said he did a gay, he did, he did a drag race recap podcast. And I go, Oh, what's it called? When he was like, uh, blubbity, blubbity, blue. And I was like, I never heard of it. Or he mentioned something and he was like so offended. I'd never heard of it. So I was like, huh, because I just, and I'm being honest, this is, and this is not lazy businessman, this is something I do to protect my own ego. 
is I don't really go and look at who else is there in the competition, blah, 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 blah. And when I was starting out, it really was just me and a few other defunct shows of people who didn't uh, post as much. And I really do attribute uh, our success for A, being one of the first people to do it, B, having a show called Drag Race Recap, C, doing it consistently. And uh, when I went, so when he said this, I went to go find his show. And I was gobsmacked at how many fucking Drag Race recap shows there are. I was floored. When I was there, it was like six. And now there are like hundreds. And it seems like 90% of them are two faggots or a faggot and his girlfriend who think that they have something important to say about RuPaul's Drag Race. Look at Christian. Right? Uh, where Christian gets this, they're number three in Ireland shit. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Right? And so I was floored. So what I'm trying to say is we are lucky that not only do we have a show where we can talk about RuPaul's Dragons, but that people want to listen. People listen. We have a show. We have a, we have a job that a ton of gay people, or not even gay people, but people would kill to have. We get to talk about our favorite show on television, and Taylor has it the easiest of all. He gets paid money, and all, and he's gonna watch, Taylor's gonna watch the show anyway. Taylor is going to watch the show. If, if he quits tomorrow, he will still watch the show. He watches all the drag race shows that he doesn't even cover, right? So, for two, so that's the part that kind, and I will, and I'll share this with him. It does bother me. It gets me angry to hear, uh, I keep almost saying Rodan's real name, to hear Rodan and then Taffy's just yucking it up, you know, but she has her own issues. Like, like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, what does he do for the show? What, what does he do? What, what does he do? And that's fine. By the way, he brings something valuable when he's on the air, but outside of the show, what does he do? I was even thinking, I know I'm bitching a lot right here. I was even thinking, this might be an only expensive to your show if you're not here live. I was even thinking, when I was doing the ad for Patreon, Jay jumped in and was like, oh, Joe, I don't think you're selling this enough. Let me tell you, let me tell the listeners this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this about Patreon. And I was like, Taylor has never done that. Taylor just sits there quietly. Well, I plug the show, and that's it. And then we move on with the show. He never chimed in and goes, oh, Joe, you're not doing a good job selling Patreon. And I was like, I, I never thought about it before until Jay, I was listening back to the show. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Taylor's never done that. So, like, that's the thing that I'm like, oh. So, I, and I will have this conversation with him. This will not be behind his back, you know? Uh, I'm behind his back right now, but I told him to schedule a conversation with me. Um, and so we'll have that conversation this week. But um, Trotsaway said, asked, isn't there this weird thing where Pride 48 people think podcasts shouldn't make money? Yeah, it's a Daniel Brewer thing. So, so you know, um, as much – I don't want to criticize Daniel because I think Afterthought's the same way. But um, Daniel Brewer – Yes, Daniel Brewer and Adam Burns co-founded Pride 48. But especially before Daniel Brewer departed, and I think it's even it's back to where it was now, 
Daniel Brewer was very much the um, prophet on the top of the mountain. And whatever he uh, declared, oh my gosh, uh, was gospel. And so I think it's a misinterpretation of what Daniel's, uh, would say. And this is just a guess. I think what Daniel meant was podcasts don't make money, which is true. This is very true. And historically, from when Pride 48 started, they didn't. Podcasts did not and still do not make money. And he, and he would, this would come up. When Boo Hacker, especially, but other shows, Boo Hacker, uh, pot, uh, Cocktails and Cream Puffs with Boo Hacker, there was another show called, um, still around called Foul Monkeys. There'd be these shows that would come up in Pride 48 that would try and monetize the show and they would fall flat in their face because, you know, Pride 48, I think, I don't know, it's under 300 people, but it's really only about 100 people who are active. Um, and they all listen to each other's shows, right? And so I think Daniel was thinking like, well, I don't, so he would criticize them saying like, why are you doing this weird thing? Why are you trying to cannibalize on your audience that, that podcasts don't make money? And I don't disagree with him, but then he becomes very closed minded. And so it turned into, um, well, podcasts don't make money. They, and then it became podcasts shouldn't make money. I don't know where that came from. And so a lot of them are, a lot of them, it's really weird, are bitter that I charge. I'll give you a good example of, there's a, because this is, un, this is unusual, but I can bring up this example of an afterthought who turned into a Pride 48. Unusual. We usually have Pride 48 people who come over here. It's an afterthought who, who has left afterthought and gone to Pride 48. Is Alex Lefebvre. So Alex Lefebvre, the one that had all the piano bits at the end, he was a huge fan of the show, Afterthought, and then went over, then, but then because of Taylor and stuff like that, started listening to Pod as my co-pilot, started listening to Big Fatty, started listening to all those Pride 48 shows, and now he's hardcore Pride 48. Okay. And he won't pay for Afterthought. Refuses. Absolutely refuses. Cause they all have this belief uh, and I think Adam Burns gets it too, where Adam Burns will be like, oh, well, they'll tell him, oh, well, we want to listen to Throwing Down, but we refuse to pay for a podcast, you know? And I, and yeah, I, I mean, think about, um, there are these allegiances are very hard. And what I mean, uh, very strong. Uh, if you listen to the end of a pod is my co-pilot, um, Taylor says, and there's no other show that says this. Pod is my co-pilot is a proud member of the Pride 48 network of shows, which is funny because Pride 40, uh Daniel and Adam don't think of the show as a network, right? Um, and uh, it's very very strange. It's a, it's, a, it's a cult, okay? And maybe some might say Afterthought's a cult too. Maybe they're right. Um, but uh, anyway, so the thing is, is that um. Yeah, I'm not going to talk with Taylor, but the point is, ultimately, ultimately, there is something, we're getting back to the beginning, there is something in the zeitgeist that I'm pissing people off, or they're sick of the show. They're, I don't think it's just me. It's not, it's not a boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo. In fact, to be honest with you, I wish it was me, because I can easily solve that. I just think we need a boost 
if you will. We need a boost of energy at Afterthought. So I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to really try and organize uh, maybe for this weekend uh, a Mario Party event. And I think today or tomorrow I'm going to uh, do like a network-wide live show. Because what you guys don't understand... Oh, I got to bring back the question of the day. Um, what you guys don't understand is that uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, you guys don't understand because you guys are exclusive tier or expensive tier is the people, um, especially at premium, they're not getting a lot of live shows. So right now, the only live shows I do are Drag Race Recap, okay, premium and above, the T and throwing down, okay, premium and above. Those are live. So that's twice a week they get a live show. But that's all they get. So this Joe Batanz, exclusive and above. Murder Tonight, exclusive and above. Um, are those all the live shows they do? I don't know. They, they don't really get that many. Uh, and so, oh, by the way, guys, here's another piece of tea. Jay Ellis was never in porn. Lori's so dumb. Okay, so if you listen to Murder Tonight, that's when it comes up. I'm clearly making a reference to um the family dick videos where I said that the, the other the dad in there looked like Jay Ellis, right? But Lori didn't get the joke. And so when she believed it, I just went with it. Okay. Almost kind of like uh, Evan with that's amore, all right. Um, and so, okay, so whatever, right? So then, immediately, because Lori said she's going to bring it up with Jay, I called Jay, and actually, the reason I called Jay was like, listen, this happened. If you don't like it, I'll take it out of the show. But if you do like it, you're fine. Let's keep going with it. He's like, no, no, this is funny. So if she asks me. I will go along with the joke. Okay. So uh, we were already prepped when Lori said uh, that she uh, uh, wanted to ask Jay these questions. We already had discussed this. It was already all prepared. And um, especially when he called you to disagree. Yeah. Um, so we're going to reveal, all will be revealed to the whole network on April Fool's Day. So on April Fool's Day, we'll reveal to the whole network that is not true. But we're going to let Lori uh, live with that and Travi Cosmos, who apparently believed it too. Uh, how many of you believed it besides Travi? Um, oh, wait, people are typing. Um, you know, let's see how, um, many, well, no, no, I'm talking about in the expense and I'm sure cause you guys, but you guys hear all these, like you guys are the only ones that heard the original, uh, and whatnot. So anyway, Alex, I said, wishful thinking on my part. Travis says they talked about it. Trots away bench. Yeah. This has been an old joke. So, um, I was surprised Lori fell for it. I'll be honest with you. So, 
Anyway, um, well, I was going to talk about Disneyland and writing to Jonathan. Let's talk about writing to Jonathan right now because it's not a very long story. Uh, as you know, I have a friend, Jonathan. He was my best friend for like 15 years. And then we disconnected or I disconnected from him because even though he was supposedly no longer on meth, uh, his behavior was very erratic and I found it to be destructive and very unhelpful, like really bad. And so I um, disconnected. Okay. And, um, so it's been like almost five years since I disconnected with him. And I was talking to John Paul and it, and it came up naturally because we were talking about other things and meth came up and blah, 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 blah. And I was actually complimenting John Paul that early on, John Paul had predicted that Jonathan was on meth or called it, if you will, which I didn't believe for several reasons. One, the Jonathan that I knew was almost to the point of a phobia, afraid of drugs, all right? He would not touch drugs whatsoever. Now, he wouldn't even smoke pot, okay? And also, just before this happened, maybe a year or two before, his brother, his older brother, had put the family through it when he was a heroin addict and homeless and living on the streets and went to prison. Like, his family went through it with the brother, and Jonathan was the one holding the family together when this happened. And, um, yeah, so I was, to me, that would be the last thing that would happen. The last thing. And also, if you ever met Jonathan, you, Jonathan, he is so innocent. He's like the most innocent. I don't know if he still is. He was and is like the most innocent little Twinkie, not drug person, you know? And so when I was talking to, to John Paul about other things, he was like, oh, John, he's on meth. And I like, I didn't get mad, but I was like, no, idiot. Got meth, and then he was anyway. So we disconnected, and so naturally, he was my best friend for fifteen years. I my curiosity about him came up, and John Paul encouraged me to email him. Just email him, and don't put any you know, don't put any sort of stipulation. I just say I'm just emailing. I've been thinking about you. Just want to know you're okay. But if you don't want him to respond, that's fine too. So I wrote him an email. It was very casual, very nice. I wrote to Aiden last night, and. uh and I even said, don't, you don't have to email me if you don't want to. Just want you know you've been on my mind and I think fondly of you and blah, 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 blah. And um, I sent it. And I said he didn't have to respond and he hasn't. And I don't worry about it. But it's uh, that's just covering that on uh, this Joe Batanz. So, okay. So we'll talk about Disneyland tomorrow because I'll be honest with you. That'll be good. It'll give me content for tomorrow because um, I got nothing for today. I mean, not, not being like, I'm not doing anything today unless something crazy happens today. Not gonna do. I'm not gonna have much to talk about. So we'll do that then. We'll, well, it'll be very interesting to find out if uh, Taylor hears what happened on this show. Well, we'll know who the mole is. I should take a screenshot of who's here right now. Oh, no, no, you guys all get it. Never mind. I should see who's a take a screenshot of who the listener is. It'll happen. <laughs>